0: You are listening to the Journal of Rheumatology's Editor's Picks with Dr. Earl Silverman, Editor-in-Chief. Hello again. This is Earl Silverman, Editor-in-Chief of Journal of Rheumatology. Welcome you to July 2020 edition of Editor's Picks. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast during the SARS-CoV-2 pandemic and please stay healthy. The first article I'd like to highlight is entitled Long-Term Real-World Safety of Adalimumab in Rheumatoid Arthritis, Analysis of a Prospective US-Based Registry, and is by Harold and colleagues on behalf of the Corona RA Registry. And I want to point out that Corona in this case is spelled with two R's and not one. The aim of this study was to assess the long-term safety of adalimumab in a large U.S. cohort of patients with rheumatoid arthritis. It is an observational study which enrolled 2,719 patients at the time of initiation of adalimumab treatment and was between January 2008 and June 2017. All patients had at least one follow-up visit. 48% or approximately half of the patients were biologically naive, while 9% were taking prednisone at a dose of 10 milligrams or more. The incidence rates per 100 person years for serious infections was one86 for congestive heart failure requiring hospitalization was 0.15, for malignancy excluding non-melanoma skin cancers was 0.64, and all-cause mortality was 0.33. The median time to discontinuation of adalimumab was 11 months, while the median time to the first serious infection among those who experienced an infection was 12 months. Please read the article to see how the rates of serious infection and other adverse events varied with time from beginning of adalimumab to completion and what the authors feel are the important messages to help guide your long-term adalimumab therapy in RA patients SF-12 Health Survey. should be remembered that a lower poverty income ratio indicates greater poverty. The third article to highlight is entitled, Sleep Quality is Relating to Worsening Knee Pain in Those with Widespread Pain. The Multi-Center Osteoarthritis Study and is led by Dye and colleagues from Boston, University, University of Alabama at Birmingham and the University of Iowa, all in the U.S. The aim of the study was to examine the association of Sleep with the Odds of Developing Knee Pain, the authors studied 2,329 participants who had entered into the multi-center osteoarthritis study. Sleep quality and restless sleep were each assessed by using a single item from two validated questionnaires. Widespread pain was defined as pain above and below the waist on both sides of the body and axial pain using a standardized homunculus. This was based on the American College of Rheumatology criteria. The outcomes were measured at 60 to 84 months and they included knee pain worsening, prevalent Frequently pain and incident frequently pain of the 2,329 participants studied. 18% reported poor sleep quality, and 23% reported restless sleep at least three to four days in, in the previous week. Overall, the investigators found a significant inverse relationship between sleep quality and constant frequent knee pain in the cross-sectional, but not the longitudinal part of the study. Please read this article to find out the interaction of widespread knee pain with sleep and with widespread pain. The fourth article to highlight is entitled the relationship between physical examination and ultrasound of large entheses of the Achilles tendon and patellar tendon origin, and is by Aydin and colleagues from the University of Ottawa, University of Toronto in Canada, the Istanbul Medinet University in Turkey, Complejo Hospitalo Torrecandadas in Spain the University of Leeds in the UK, and the University of California at Riverside in the US. Musculoskeletal ultrasound is being increasingly used both in research studies and for clinical assessment of patients with inflammatory arthritis to assess joint soft tissue and the entheses. The purpose of this paper was to investigate the relationship between physical examination and sonographic features of the enthesis based on each anatomical site. The authors merged the raw data from three studies, which, uh, which examined 2,298 entheses. They found that the relationship between clinical and sonographic findings for large entheses was dependent on the anatomical sti- site study Please read this article to find out the recommendations of the authors to how best use ultrasound examination in helping you to assess these clinically important structures. The fifth and last article to highlight is entitled Imaging Techniques, Options for the Diagnosis and Monitoring of Treatment of enthesitis and Psoriatic Arthritis and is by Bakewell and colleagues from Salt Lake City, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast and encourage you to read not only my highlighted articles, but all the articles in the July 2020 edition of the Journal of Rheumatology. This can be either in the print edition or the online edition, which is now available at www.jroom.com. We will continue to expedite the review of all articles regarding SARS-CoV-2 pandemic, and the COVID-19 infection. We will quickly make them available online prior to publication of the print edition. If you have any comments or questions on these highlighted articles or any articles in the Journal of Rheumatology, please send them to manuscripts at jroom.com. Please join me and listen to next month's edition of editor's highlights and please stay healthy in these trying times.